My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. Super exciting guest coming on the show, you guys. The guest I'm bringing on, Jordan Gill. She is the founder of System Save Me. She's the creator of Done in a Day Method, also the host of System Save Me podcast. She's a keynote speaker who values diversity, excellence, and connection. Welcome to the show, Jordan. How's it going? Yes, it is going quite well. Can't complain. The sun is shining here in Dallas. So I know that's not the case for everybody <laughs> listening right now, but I'm good. Amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. We have a crazy blizzard right now where I am in Canada. So I'm I'm a little jealous, not going to lie. <laughs> I wish I was in Dallas. <laughs> but, you know, I kept it really brief, your introduction, and you have so much value to share with us today. But before we dive into any of our topics, Jordan, I think a good place to start would be talking about, you know, a bit of your journey and how you got to where you are today. Um, if that works for you, that would be a great place yeah. for us. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I started, I'm in kind of the online marketing industry. That's generally the the space that I'm in. And I started <laughs> as an employee under an eight figure online entrepreneur, um, basically creating courses, programs, memberships, masterminds, all that stuff for mainly e-commerce, uh, businesses, a little bit of services. And so I learned a lot in those two years being an employee and then got a nudge, uh, to leave and try to start my own thing. And, uh, so I gave six weeks notice, figured it out, got an LLC, a bank account and an email address <laughs> and was like, well, here we go. I didn't even have an Instagram at the time. And so I was able to, through connections and why I think connections are important, um, solidify about $12,000 a month in recurring revenue. And I was off to the races. So um, that's why I preach connections so much is because I have seen time and time again, when again, I'm in a pickle or just like in transitional periods, it's the connections that brought me through. And so over the past seven years in business, there's been evolutions and different names for my business and whatnot. But mainly we started the four, first four years as an operations consulting firm doing mainly VIP days. And then everyone asked me about VIP days and how I created them and why I look like I'm not working a lot, which was true. Uh, I then started teaching people VIP days. That's what the done in a day method came about. And then uh, recently we are creating a collaboration network. So for people who are wanting to, again, leverage connections and uh, whether that's guest podcasting, speaking, um, list swaps, all that sort of stuff. So we, uh, we've run the gamut. I've done a lot of different offers and that's what I think has brought me to the success today is I'm not afraid to fail, uh, and connections will get me through anything. I love it. Well, thank you so much Sean, for taking the time to share that. It's huge. Connections is huge. You know, uh, it, it's not about what you know, but who, you know, right. A lot of the time and, what would you say throughout your journey that you have noticed or have fell on? What is your big motivator? 
is it fear, pain, anger? Is it, you know, I don't, you're in a pickle, you don't know what to do. Is that your motivator? Tell us about that. Yeah. I think for me, it comes down. I'm a, I'm a very innovative thinker. I don't really, if I'm going to create a solution to a problem, I'm not going to just look at what everybody else is doing and recreate it in my way. Right. Or just, you know, just because it's me who's doing it. I really look at gaps in the marketplace and Mm -hmm. deliver offers that are uh, created differently. So for example, most Instagram courses out there are talking about hashtags, virality, vanity metrics, et cetera. But for me, um, I, what's most important to me is that my Instagram actually builds my email list and I've been able to crack the code on how reels specifically on Instagram have brought in, you know, several hundreds and thousands of emails for me and, you know, five figures of revenue. I had one reel specifically bring in about $52,000 in revenue. And so again, instead of me just creating another Instagram course about stories and posts and reels and la la la's, it's like, nah, I'm just going to share exactly what it is that I do in my strategy and know that it can help others do the same. So that's where I think, um, I'm motivated by innovation and wanting to fill actual gaps in the market rather than just seeing what everyone else is doing and kind of like copy it in a sense. Yeah. That's amazing. So with those reels that you created that obviously increased your email list and and drove 52,000 in revenue, was that where you hit, you know, you went from 1.2 million to 1.3 million in 2021. And I believe it was 2022. So Mm -hmm. did a lot of that come from those reels? And let's talk a little bit about that and what systems you used that saved you. Yes. So I, at the time, 2021 and 2022, I was only selling one thing and that was my done in a day program. Um, in 21, it was 5k 2022, it was 6k. And so what's nice about only selling one thing is that you can drive all of your marketing and all of your attention to that one thing. So we had one freebie that was a roadmap. We had a quiz and then we had like a low ticket $37 item. And then we had our virtual conference, all roads led to done in a day. So whether I was doing reels to bring people onto the quiz or the roadmap or buy our virtual conference tickets, um, it definitely helped to streamline, again, bringing someone from prospect to lead and then lead to client. And so we've had about, I think both those years combined, we had about 500 clients inside of our done in a day program. And so I would say it was definitely reels that brought in, um, our leads and prospects, but it also was again, nurturing our email list. And then I also, again, no surprise, cause I talk about connections. I collabed a lot. So I usually do maybe five to six collabs, whether that's guest podcasts or speaking on stages or list swaps or whatever. I usually do five to six a month. Um, And so again, that just helps to get me in front of new faces and talk about VIP days, which is what, um, what I was talking about for those two years straight. Incredible. (laughs) And so using 
okay, using certain systems and stuff that you had in place, was that able to increase your energy? I mean, give you back the lifestyle that you were looking for. Let's talk about, you know, having that limited energy as an entrepreneur or maybe someone who has chronic illness. There's all different factors, right? And how relying on systems and team to do the heavy lifting really can save you as well. Oh, yeah. So the systems definitely were, no matter if they came through the roadmap, the quiz, or the $37 bootcamp, or even the virtual conference, there was always backend systems. Um, we use Active Campaign as our email marketing software. And so not only did we have like nurture sequences and people, you know, moving into our offers, we also had a lot of, uh, I don't know what you call them per se, but one of them is like an abandoned cart. So if somebody went all the way to the checkout page to join the program, but then decided not to join, we had active campaign automatically send them into a nurture sequence and automatically say, Hey, like, did you just forget to put it in your cart? Did the Amazon man come like, you know, whatever else, um, here's the link just to make it easy for you. But then on top of that, what we did was another sequence that I would say most people don't do, which is, um, abandoned site view, which is again, they go to look at the webinar page and maybe they, didn't watch the webinar, right? Or they just were on the page clicking around and stuff, but they never made it to the checkout page. I'm going to then, mm-hmm. an active campaign can do this already. Like it's just built into their stuff where we can track, okay, they clicked this link in an email to go to the page, but then a day later, they don't become a client. And so then we follow up with them. They don't get the client tag. So then we follow up with them again, automatically, Um, and say, Hey, like saw that you hit the page, but again, maybe you have some questions, like you can reply to this email or again, send us a DM and we can have a conversation about if joining the done a day program is right for you. And both of those things definitely helped because as we all know, the funds are in the follow-up. Um, there we go (laughs) instead of, you know, us manually having to keep track of the thousands and thousands of prospects that we had, like each year we had about 8,000 people who either downloaded our roadmap, downloaded our, um, or did our quiz or did our boot camp, And so that's a lot of people to keep track of. So we needed the support for us. It was active campaign to do some heavy lifting on the follow-up. And then again, if we saw, we had additional factors of, okay, they've literally visited the page five times in the last day or eight times in the last day. That means they're really considering it. So then a, right, a that's human a hot will need to, exactly. So then you'll need to go and like, actually follow up with that person. So a really good email marketing provider, um, is crucial, um, for anyone we've actually moved to HubSpot now, which is really great. Um, and we love that it gives us even deeper data than active campaign, but, um, but yeah, having a solid email provider can do wonders for you. Incredible. Yeah. You're still right. The fortune is in the follow-up and it's so important to be on top of that and having the right systems in place in order to do that and not get (laughs) completely stressed out and drained by following up all on your own it's just it's going to simplify everything for you so yeah let's talk a little bit about how to use schedule free calls I know you might be able to give us some value as to how to close 80 percent of high ticket sales which some entrepreneurs find tricky at times yeah. what is your solution that works so well if we haven't yeah. already covered a little bit of it, I'm sure we have, but if you want to dive in even deeper, I think that would be great. Yeah, for sure. So 
how I do schedule free sales calls. And what I mean by that is that you don't have a set time on your calendar to go on zoom and, you know, sit there for 45 minutes or be on the phone for 45 minutes, um, straight those. I noticed that that was draining for me, uh, just to be like on zoom. I probably have maybe five to seven hours of zoom total every single week on my calendar, just because it's just it's more draining for me. So I found a tool called video ask. Uh, there's another one I think called vouch, but video ask is what I use. And it's essentially a way to have a sales call conversation. You can automate some of it to where, uh, think of it like a video funnel. So for example, I would just take my phone and say, Hey, I'm Jordan. I see that you're on this page. Um, so again, I embed it on my sales page. I see you're on this page, which means that you are interested in my mastermind or interested in my program or whatever the high ticket offer is. And, um, there's a few questions I want to ask you to kind of get the ball rolling to see if this is a good fit for you. Right. So it's the qualifying that happens normally on a sales call. So I ask them, you know, a few qualifiers, and then they can respond either through video, audio, or text. And then that gets sent directly to me. And then I can follow up with a response. Um, and again, I can either follow up video, audio, or text as well. And so we can have this back and forth conversation. And what I found was, again, my audience specifically, it's like, know your audience. If sales calls work for you, then awesome. But for my audience, they really liked the uh, lack of pressure that sales calls generally have. Like, even if you're like the nicest person in the world, if people are getting on a sales call, they're they're going to feel pressure. And so mm -hmm. this kind of conversational vibe was what really sold a lot of them because they were just like, you know, I had time to think and process and like, I'm ready. And a lot of times it took maybe two or three back and forths. If that, <laughs> um, to, again, uh, I recently just opened up my mastermind, which is a six K investment for three months. And again, 80% of the people that I spoke to joined. So, wow. um, and we had a, the highest pay in full rate I've ever had. <laughs> um, so it was quite a shock. Um, but I think again, because I relieved that pressure, they felt more conversational, more at ease and felt comfortable than moving into like a paid container with me. I love that. Well, thanks so much for sharing. I think it's huge. So that was for you, you would say the video video ask, funnel yeah. we can say the video yeah. ask for one okay a it saves you time and their time for getting on a sales call and yeah. these people are obviously feeling so much relief as to not having as much pressure they get to yeah. know like and trust you through this video and you're yeah. not chasing you're not like yeah buy now kind of thing come on we have to get on a sales call you're like here's what we're about yeah. and then you guys keep in contact afterwards a couple times and they, yep. honestly, I feel like that, that pressure, when you release it is what makes yeah. the biggest difference. Yeah. Crazy. So did you used <laughs> to do a lot of sales calls prior to this, which are obviously draining and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a full sales team and I just was seeing a, a decrease actually in, um, conversion. So I actually sell really well through like Instagram DMs or like sell by chat. Um, but what I realized and what everybody tells you is if you want to scale, you have to do sales calls. So I made the jump to change to sales calls and actually did not see an increase necessarily in actual conversion rate. Um, and right. so it felt like a lot of overhead 
for what I could do in a way less, um, yeah, just less overhead, honestly, in general. So then we've just gone back to now, okay, you know, we're just going to have a conversation a few times back and forth and, you know, keep it really simple. Yeah. And figure out whether it's a fit for yourself and them as well. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. That is incredible. So today, what would you say? How many sales calls? You, you, I think you said five to 10 a week only. Is that over the, I incorrect me oh. if I'm wrong. Is that yeah, over yeah. Zoom or? Yeah. So I don't do any sales calls. I do it all through video ask now. I've like oh, fully <laughs> said bye. <laughs> yeah. And you, were, you removed um, yourself from that. Well, amazing. And yeah. look at how much you're able to leverage this way, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really great. And again, it may not, if sales calls work for you, please keep them in your business. Right. right? Um, but this is just a really great alternative for people who, again, is a bit draining or um, you want to like kind of do the opposite of what a lot of other folks are doing. Um, it can really create this like intrigue and interest, um, just because it feels different. Right. So. Right. Right. I love that. Oh, so incredible. So tell me a little bit about, you know, all the other ways you're generating income to your business today. Is it just through the video ask and the Instagram and the reels and the, you know, um, the chit chat back and forth with your potential guests? Is that how you're driving most revenue or are there any other ways? So we have a few ways. So we have a live event in Dallas in September. Um, and so that will drive some revenue obviously with ticket sales and then, which is a hybrid. So part virtual part in person, then we also have sponsorships for our podcast as well as our event. So another, uh, revenue generator. And then, uh, we honestly sell majority through just a sales page and then video ask. So I think there's one funnel we have that has like a a webinar, like advanced training on it. But other than that, like, it's really just like words and then chitter chatter, (laughs) I guess. So I think that, um, yeah, I'm allergic to complicated. So however we can just streamline things is the way to go for me. Yeah. A hundred percent simplify it. Right. So let's talk about your podcast. When did you start it? when did you start it and what were the intentions of starting it and where is it at today? Oh yeah. So my podcast system saved me. I started a couple months after I started my business. So I started my business May 1st, 2016 podcast launched July 5th ish, um, in 2016. So been in the podcast game for a hot minute, but I actually took about a year and a half hiatus because I saw that I wasn't really generating revenue from it. And so I took a year and a half break. And up until that point, I had only done guest interviews, which I found that a lot of times when you do guest interviews, it can tend to be that it's about the guest, right? And then the guest gets the lead magnets and all that stuff or the leads. Mm -hmm. And so I took a year and a half break because I just wasn't feeling inspired by it. And then late last year, about November, December ish, I was like, I'm kind of craving it again. So let me give it a try and let me do something different. So I do all solo episodes. Um, sometime it's weekly for sure, but sometimes I'll toss in two or three or four episodes a week if I'm feeling really inspired. Um, right. and then what's been interesting is just how, like how that actually is like taken off when it comes to my podcast. Like again, you know, we probably had 
in the actual five years that I was doing the podcast minus or whatever, I guess it's been seven years minus a year and a half of not doing it. Um, again, we did all guest episodes and we had, I think a total of like 400 ish thousand downloads across those five years. Mm-hmm. And then this year, January, February, March data, we're looking at, again, I think it's like 120,000 downloads in the past three wow. months, all single episodes of just me talking about shenanigans and whatever. So it's really interesting because I did not like my solo episodes that I did before didn't get that much traction. So it could be that again, just that my, I don't know, clout or whatever has increased and people are more intrigued by what I have to say, but, uh, it's been, it's been cool. (laughs) That is amazing. I love, I love how you made that shift. That's more aligned with you. And I'm sure like, it takes a lot to constantly do interviews and whatnot. Right. Um, yeah. so making that shift to solo, I'm, I love both. So I, totally. I, I just love I'm both of them, but whatever works for you. Right. And clearly yeah. this works. So that's amazing. Um, now yeah. with your interviews that you did before, what was your method for attracting the guests that came on your show? Uh, it usually came from people that I met at events or, uh, people that I found interesting online that I was just like, I think what you have to say would be super helpful for my audience. Um, and again, we talk about systems generally speaking. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about, you know, three tools that can do this or, you know, systems for your team or whatever. But I am, um, I usually just found my guests through people that I connected with because it, I'm, I have a very large network. Like I am constantly connecting. And so it was mainly that, um, And again, the episodes were really great and my guests saw great results from them. Um, And then again, it was just like, well, (laughs) if I'm going to be putting in that effort, I want to definitely be seeing that result back to me as well. And again, with the solo episodes, there were people who listened to an episode, reached out about my mastermind and then ended up joining. I even had people who I spoke to about it, said they weren't going to join. Then they went to go listen to an episode on the podcast and then they came back and were like, so I listened to this episode and now I'm joining, right? So it's like, it's, I love that. It's been such mm-hmm. a shift in so many ways. Super positive. Yeah. And also, like, like you said, we put so much time and effort into them, into these interviews and whatnot. You want when you're doing it that way and you're not time and energy, that's valuable. And if you're not yeah. getting an ROI on that, something needs to change. Right. So, yeah. This is awesome, though. And I love how you're having, you know, potential clients come to you being like, oh, I just, and I'm sure they have said, oh, I've been, been watched your uh, episodes and I'm yeah. ready to join your masterclass, your mastermind. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. perfect. So that's what I like to hear. So tell us a little bit about your biggest focus in the next um, six to 12 months from now. Any yeah. big desires? Mm, yeah. So um, I would say that uh, my team is generally made up of marketing and operations. So I actually got rid of all of my fulfillment coaches and all of my sales team. And so when looking at the assets that I have, which are my team members, I want to look at, okay, if we're great at marketing and we're great at operations, like what business models should we actually format? So that way I get to work in my genius and Mm -hmm. I don't feel any of the gaps. And so for us, um, events are a really great business model for us because it's a very concentrated time from a delivery standpoint, right? We're, we're working on it, but the delivery is, is a very short window. 
And then sponsorships. Those are kind of two areas that we're really wanting to spend some time on is because my podcast has been doing really well because, you know, we were able to, we sold over a hundred tickets out of the 250 in person already. And we've been selling for about five weeks now. Um, so we're doing really well when it comes to, and they're not cheap tickets. Um, all our VIP get VIP tickets were gone a long time ago. Um, and they're all two high or 3,000. Yeah. So those yeah. are two or 3,000 for the VIP. And then the general admission are 797, um, and 997. So, um, so to see that kind of, again, interest is pretty awesome. And so we'll have our big event in September, but uh, we'll definitely do some more like mini events. And again, just to connect all the people that we know in our community. Uh, so those are kind of our two big areas, our sponsorships and events. I love it. Well, you know, Jordan, before we jump off here, like, I know that we have a super short episode and I wish they were longer sometimes, but <laughs> I wanted to just, you know, ask you one time, you know, your takeaway from systems and what would be the number one, you know, piece of advice when it comes to systems that you would like to share with my guests or sorry, with my audience and myself today, you know, as to, I mean, you're the proof of systems work. So what would be your number one piece of advice when it comes to systems and what to use possibly? Yeah. Um, I always like to start with client facing systems first, because if, and not that you can't think about yourself as well, but it's going to be really important for your client experience to be top notch in order for them to reform, refer more people to you and to help you with lead gen and marketing and all that sort of stuff. So uh, what I mean by client facing systems are uh, calendar scheduling, are uh, making sure that your invoices are sent out on time, any email reminders, stuff like that, so that your clients feel supported. Um, and then you can think about, okay, on the back end, how am I managing my inbox? How am I doing whatever? So that's kind of my, my rule of thumb because um, I found a lot of people are generally used to the mess um, or their mess. And so, but a client doesn't necessarily want to experience your mess. And so, making sure the clients are taken care of first, uh, I've seen be a good rule of thumb when it comes to those systems. Incredible. Well, thank you so much, Jordan, for coming on today and, you know, talking about systems and talking about, you know, driving revenue in your podcast and, you know, going from interviews to solo and how you have to find what aligns for you, right? Everyone's different. Yeah. Even with sales calls, like sometimes that works really well for people. Sometimes another um, strategy does like for yourself. So it's, it's so good to have that conversation with my guests on the show. And I appreciate you taking the time of your day to do that for us. So Jordan, before we jump off here today, would you mind going ahead and just sharing the best way to go ahead and connect with you? If there's anyone listening that's interested in possibly working with you, maybe joining your mastermind or a live event, what would be the best way to connect? Yes. So best ways to connect. Um, you know, I am on Instagram quite a bit. Uh, so you can come and check out my ridiculous reels that I do. Um, and that's at system saved me. And then my podcast, um, also again, at systems or just cover art, you know, system saved me. And then, uh, I would say if you're again, just curious on what we have going on at any given time, our website is right now a one pager and we keep it really streamlined. Um, and that's just some systems saved me.com. We try to keep it 
really, again, streamlined. <laughs> you don't try to and yeah, it's super it. simple to get through. I love your website. It's very yeah. straightforward. It's not overwhelming. She has a good website. <laughs> you guys go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Jordan, for coming on today and taking the time of your day to share all this value with myself and the audience. I appreciate it. And it was an honor to have you on. Yeah. Thanks, Brittany. Appreciate it too. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure entrepreneur and want to come on just like Jordan Gill did today to talk about your story, your journey, where you're at today, talk about the podcast and business, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much, you guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.